<laughs> Welcome to On the Couch Podcast, where you will be on the couch with a few sisters in therapy. I am Mercedes, a licensed marriage and family therapist. What's up, y'all? I'm Takesha. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Brittany. I am a licensed professional counselor intern. So the purpose of this podcast is to talk about all things life with a special emphasis on mental health. This podcast is not meant to serve as a substitute for therapy, but it is meant to serve as a platform where you can get dope content, no copay. Now, now let's get on the couch. Hey everybody, today on the couch we are going to process um, COVID-19 and some of the difficult things we have been faced with as a result of this virus and the spread of this virus as a community, um, as a country, really the whole world has been kind of impacted by this. Um, So what are some things you guys have learned about yourself during this time? Have you been impacted? Brittany, you want to start? Yeah, um, the most thing I've been impacted by... Well, obviously, this makes me very nervous um, just because we don't know how long this is going to last. Right. Um, especially based off of what some of these doctors are saying. People right. have it and don't really know they have it. But my uneasiness has been particularly because of my job. Um, but what I've learned through that process is that I try to do my best to stay grounded. Mm-hmm. Um and sort of keep some type of optimism going because I have to continue to be a therapist and provide the best services that I can and still take care of myself. Right. That's been a little bit hard to, to balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but being grounded has been something that I've learned more about myself. How did you manage to stay grounded? Well, I haven't stayed grounded. I've gotten back to being a little bit grounded. I kind of like what I posted the other day, I kind of not kind of I woke up with a different mindset mm-hmm. um I was like I said I was mostly uneasy because I wasn't sure how I was supposed to how my job was going to be modified as a result of this pandemic uh-huh. um and so when I that kind of settled down and it's been rather clear on what on the expectations and how it's going to be modified mm-hmm. going forward that has helped me get back to all right let me just focus on what I have to do as it relates to what's expected from the agency. Okay. Um, and actually, just knowing that I love what I do and I know that it's a very important service. It is an essential service. Yes. Um, you brought up m- multiple good points in my opinion. So one thing you brought up is you got back to focusing on basically what you can do, which is what I would recommend everybody doing in terms of sure. managing anxiety. What can you control right. during this time? Yeah. Um, and that will help you be grounded and help you manage your anxiety or your fear mm-hmm. around this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've learned about myself is kind of just how much I give a damn about other people yeah. um, and the people who are on the front lines. And then what I kind of have been reflecting over as a country, we neglect to give people their proper credit for mm-hmm. what they contribute to running our country. We only really praise celebrities and entertainers and athletes, yep. but we forget about the everyday working American um, direct care staff. The Not just the doctors and the nurses, they're very important, but there are so many different professions that mm-hmm. make up the medical field, right. and those people sometimes go and... Yep. Right. And, and even, and even the, people who work at grocery stores and yeah. things like that, they've been a main part of keeping I agree, this whole country going. <laughs> and let's not and, and it's even bigger than that. Yeah. I have friends who have pointed out how their husbands are working extra because they're truckers. Mm. Oh yeah. There are so many different people that keep this country running and I just think that wow, as a society I think we have neglected to 
just um, appreciate these everybody. people. Everybody, yeah. yes, yeah. everybody, mm-hmm. what they're bringing to the table. Yeah. Um, Takesha, what have you learned about yourself? Uh, kind of similar to what you said is that I've just learned that I'm super empathetic to the point where, like, some of the main thoughts that were crossing my mind whenever it started to be really real was thinking about those people who have, you know, tried their best to get these jobs, even if these jobs are minimum wage and they're trying yes. their best to take care of their children. And now, you know, they don't even have enough money to meet their basic needs anymore. Right. Like, and then to think about the country we live in, the society that we live in, and how no one is going to be there on the back end of this to say, hey, let me help you with these bills. Hey, let me help you get caught up on this. Like, I feel like yeah, that's the those pe- people are going to be kind of left, and that's yeah. very upsetting. Yeah. But see, that that goes to the piece we kind of didn't want to talk about. That's the political side. Yeah. Um, and that's when I, when you were talking about Brittany, um, off the recording how your job probably should have had something in place yes. so that not just political leaders but leaders in these desired fields leaders in um the grocery store field um the medical profession those yeah. leaders right. should have been having some type of tactic or plan in place for something like this right and i is we've been we've existed far too long to not have literally everything something. that we didn't expect to happen has happened I agree. Which I feel like is really kind of fucked up just because history has shown us that shit like this happens. Yeah. But yet we continue to do the same thing and not be prepared for it. Because we are a reactive society. We are a reactive country. And they say, you know, we learn history so that we cannot make the same mistakes over and over again. But yet that is exactly what we do and we're not prepared. Yeah. And so another thing that I also learned about myself during this process is... As a therapist, I don't feel like I was trained to Mm. care for myself and Mm. my clients during a time like this. And as a therapist, as a mental health professional, whether you're licensed or you're a bachelor level clinician, you are not even acknowledged as a essential worker or essential field during this time. And I find that very disrespectful um, because fear is an emotion and a therapist can help you get through that. But yeah. still what I find myself being frustrated with is you just said you're not, you wasn't prepared or taught how to care for yourself or others during this time. Yes. Like that goes unrecognized though. That what you just said that people don't see how, it, how hard that is for a therapist. No, and they then, don't. Cause they assume we know how to do it because but, but, we are trained on how to set aside your own personal life. What yeah. is going on in your daily life or your own personal relationships. We know how to set that shit aside. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, no one ever said, like, the fucking world is crumbling around you. How do you set that shit aside and still provide therapy? Right. That's right. a whole... I, to me, it's a whole different dynamic. I'm sitting yeah. up here trying to teach you one skill. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, the grocery stores don't have any food. Like, yep. so-and-so might get sick. We're not going to have a job. And you're up here trying to teach me about fucking... So, I would have to say working in community health... Community mental health kind of taught us... Kind of taught me how to deal with something like that because we work with people every day who are going through crisis where they don't have toilet paper or they don't have their rent being paid and which they got to provide therapy. That's true. It is different. But I'm saying, in the moment in therapy, I was able to put that to the side and address what was going on right then and there. Um, But I definitely know that they can be hard, especially if somebody is coming in telling me they have been impacted by COVID-19. Yeah. And you know, I think it it also, in a a therapeutic relationship, depending on the rapport, I think it presents 
somewhat of an intimate understanding between you and the client. Like, mm-hmm. not, like self, transparency. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's what self, that's 100% true. Keeping yeah. that balance of, you know what, I understand everybody is feeling this way. Mm-hmm. So am I. You know, and making sure that the client knows that their emotion is valid. Their concerns are valid. I let my their client... Fear is valid. Yeah, <laughs> and so I one thing that what you just said is 100% true to transparency in the therapy sessions is definitely different mm-hmm. because we are all now impacted by the same thing. Yes. Right. This is a thing that, you know, clients all the time, like, well, you don't, you don't know, or these people don't know because they don't right. understand they're not there. Like this is something that like everyone is impacted yep. by. We're all currently feeling some of the same shit, some yep. of the same emotions mm-hmm. for sure. And I was not, I had teletherapy sessions yesterday and we were able to, dialogue about it and yeah. I, I I disclosed a little bit but not to a level to where I needed them for support yeah. but to a level to try to normalize that their emotions the about this situation is they're they're completely normal and valid right. at this yeah. point yeah. um so one way that we decided that we were going to um cope with this was remaining to um focus on what was in our control yes mm-hmm. yes um, versus what's out of our control. And one way to focus on what's in our control, which could be hard right now, is managing what you are allowing to come into your space in terms of facts. Right. Because facts will um, minimize anxiety mm-hmm. if you know the facts versus anything that's on social media because not everything on there is factual. Right. Um, that's one of the things that I read when I was preparing for the, the session was it's it stated to stick with trustworthy resources. Right. There are... There's plethora of information a lot right. of it's not accurate a lot of it is reactive a lot of it is conspiracy we can play around with that if we want to right but in regards to what is in your circle of control right that requires understanding what you're reading <laughs> understanding what you're reading and understanding if this is a factual site right, right so world health organization the center for disease and control and probably your local news stations but even some of the local news stations or cnn could be not as a good platform to follow because they are just pushing an information out there mm-hmm. um, and they don't really know if it's factual or not. Yeah. But World Health Organization has been kind of the one of the most proven sites to be giving you facts. Okay. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and as far as like us being in Houston, I kind of just follow KHOU, I think, in the Houston Chronicle. Yeah, yeah. They pretty much kind of have it together. Um, but just controlling your input on what's coming into your circle. Yeah, and if you're feeling helpless, I would say the one thing we can do to help other people is to stay at home. Yeah. That's in your circle of control. Unless yes. you have to work and things like that. Of course. But limiting the amount of human interaction. Of course, if you're with family, that's a different story. Um, but... The key to that is a lot of people are not taking it seriously and they're still doing the the daily routine, not taking into account how literally if we limit the amount of people you're around, it's likely that this can pass at a reasonable time. I don't think it's going to be done by Easter. But that stay at home thing is something that the political leaders in the local authorities have something to enforce and make happen. So just people staying at home, there's something that they can do, but not everybody will do it. And so... I think it's something that should be mandated, but yeah. that's just my personal opinion. I think it should be mandated. Um, I have spoken to a few people who keep talking about money, money. Well, do you know what would happen if the world shut down? I mean, if the city shut down for two weeks? Yes, but do you know what would happen if it don't? You know what I'm saying? So do you, what if, the, if there are no people allowed to spend the money or if everybody is sick, I'm just trying to figure out at what point are we going to say people over profit versus profit yeah. over people right. um, as a city? 
Yeah. It's it's a lot. And, and as a result of this pandemic, a lot of crises are really popping up that were not accounted for. I don't think you can account for it. I agree. But it's so many crises that I didn't even expect to transpire as a result of this. Definitely. At all. I mean, people can't even pay for their kids to eat lunch. Like, right. That wasn't something that they thought about in their budget because their kid is going to be at school right versus now they're here like it's summertime right and they don't have nothing to do okay yeah. so i think we all probably we yeah. takisha um and Brittany, i think we all could just probably say that we've been a little a little anxious oh i know I during this time and certainly yeah. anxious um just kind of overall emotional um sad about some things kind of upset about some other things and kind of how they're playing out um a lot of different emotions all very strong right now yeah. okay yeah. so and then so when we are feeling those emotions um we do embrace them um i think it's a good idea for everybody to embrace what it is that they're feeling and by that i mean don't try to like oh i'm not sad about this this has nothing to do with me no if you're sad about it be sad about it it's okay if you're sad about it um and then, you know, you can also implement something to help you soothe with that sadness or that uncertainty, like going for a walk or something. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of different things you can do that don't require you to be around a lot of people. Certainly. So I know something that was super important for me just for this past week, because kind of like you, Brittany, I was really worried about the job and I will have to be here, but then we have to make these adjustments and, you know, kind of upset with that, but, and then still sad about everyone else and yeah. what's going on right. and how it might affect them. So I'm like, okay. Now is the time that I have to be super, super intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we do coping skills daily, but what are some things that I'm going to have to do to step it up? Right. Because I'm not at my normal state right now. I know that. I'm very aware of it. I know all my shit is like out of 10 now. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do to account for these extra emotions? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, like so what do you guys feel like you have kind of had to step up doing or make sure like you're even more intentional about throughout this past week I think the main thing that the gym has been the main thing that has that I've had to adjust to so mm-hmm. the the mere fact that I'm working out on my own has been a major thing for me mm-hmm. um, and working from home has been an adjustment as well okay. because I try to keep my space my bedroom is literally my body reacts to this is time to relax now I got a space I got work. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, you know? yeah. So me trying to have that balance, um, but just me working out and just acknowledging that I need to go for walks, get some sunlight, has been mm-hmm. extremely, extremely helpful okay. for me. So being intentional, make sure you still get that done. What about mm-hmm. you, Mercedes? Um, kind of the same thing, just trying to keep some normalcy mm-hmm. um, despite everything that's going on. And so... Um, working out for sure is something that we was doing um, at least four to five times a week, so I made sure I do that. But something that I had to step up was basically like my self care and my relaxation time, such as. Mm-hmm. So if I'm if I may, this pandemic is horrible, but it has also allowed me to reset mm-hmm. and kind of dig into some things that I kind of didn't do anymore, such as going outside. Mm-hmm. So I'm and I turned thirty during this time, and so I was like just reflecting over my life and things that used to make me happy before like mm-hmm. all of the social media and everything so I have found myself spending a lot of time outside nice. I don't know if you've noticed that but yeah. I am outside quite a bit and it feels amazing yeah. um of course you gotta take a shower because you smell like outside <laughs> however I have not spent this much time outside since I was a child and I have been That's really good. appreciating 
the sunlight that's beautiful mm-hmm. and just the the warmth of the sun mm-hmm. and the empty parking lot across the street yeah i've mm-hmm. been appreciating that and i've been really really wishing i had some rollerblades right now i was dope. just thinking i want some rollerblades <laughs> uh, some of the things because my mom's been down here to visit so some of the things that i have and i feel like i've been having to do a lot i don't know if that's because i'm like super super anxious um and it's okay but, if you are super super anxious this is a tough time people are dying yeah, yeah. and that makes me sad to say like yeah people i don't know but it's like oh 400 people and they're like some people are oh they would have died anyway i'm like well that's still 400 lives okay so that part this is where i was trying not to get to because i don't want to go on a rant but the people on social media who say that that is very i feel like that's very what is the word i'm trying to say but they when they dismissive of a yeah. whole life. Inhumane. Like where like, where is your compassion for human life? I have people who are saying, Oh, I'm tired of hearing about it until it happened to you or somebody you know. Right. Right. I just think that's very selfish. Yeah. And the empath in me is still like four hundred lives is four hundred lives. This is someone's yeah. grandma. This is a human being who is no longer here to experience I don't care how old they were, I don't care what was going on, what condition they had. I'm like that is still a life that is gone. Yeah. And until you can kind of recognize how significant a human and their soul is on this earth, like, yeah. it maybe just is not going to click for you. Yeah. Um, but you were talking about the things. But, that- yeah, back to the things that kind of have helped me through this is I'm being more intentional about my meditation in the morning, letting the sun come in, doing some guided meditation at least five minutes um, before work. I've been journaling a lot more. Um, making sure that I practice gratitude daily. Sometimes I do it twice a day in the morning and in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been reading a lot. I have an aromatherapy diffuser at work, which is the best thing mm-hmm. ever. Every time I run out of water, like I need to run in all eight hours. <laughs> Fill it back up. Yeah. Put some of this eucalyptus in there. Um, so just things like that have been really helping me kind of keep my focus helping me trying to keep my calm because Mm -hmm. we do have to take care of ourselves because like you said we are still taking care of Mm -hmm. other people so and taking care of yourself um is a boost to your immune system so and that's very important during this time so Mm -hmm. being able to manage the stress is going to be very important to all of us at this time um so basically we basically shared ways we have been coping with all of this um because we are also you know mentally exhausted by all of this um i would be alive if i say this This has not been frustrating um i've been mostly sad about what i think could happen to i guess people who work in the medical field who don't have the proper gear that they need and they didn't sign up like for a a battlefield and you know children were prepared for their mom who's a nurse to go to work and not come back home so that part of this has been very emotional to me so i find myself praying a lot more i already prayed but now i pray a lot more because that's how I know I can help people as well is by praying. Um, Cause that piece is very sad to me. Um, yeah. We never, I never expected living in a world where a nurse or a doctor would go to work and then not make it because they were trying to save a patient. Yeah, it's not, right. it's not like a military job. And you know what happens every now and then, but to just know that it's happening like in such large Rapid numbers. Speed, yes, it's, yeah, it's happening. Like often. it's not just like oh, one work nurse had a rough day, or they, you know, right. This one thing happened in this one hospital. Yeah, to know that it's happening like on such a large scale across the world. Yeah, is very scary. That's been the main thing that's driven me being anxious. Like, it's one thing to have a virus, but it's mm-hmm. another thing to die from it. So I constantly get confused on, like. Obviously, death is inevitable, 
Mm-hmm. It just scares me that people are dying this fast and mm-hmm. not knowing that they have it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, am I walking around with it and don't know it? Like, yeah, a lot those of are very valid fears. Yeah. Um, I think that's very valid. I think that's like the fear of the unknown. And I think that's just a part of the, the progress. I mean, my progress, the process mm-hmm. of this virus. And in the history books, years from now, you know, it will talk about the unknown because that's exactly what it is. We do not know if we have the virus or not. Yeah. And that fear is very valid. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up history. And I think that's what helped me change my trajectory surrounding my position and how I can be of service to my clients. I came across a post not saying that this should have excited me, but it was basically saying, like, you are a part of history. And it's okay if it does excite you. I'm going to get to the that part of so okay i'll be honest i was excited and that's why friday i woke up like you know what you finna get this shit you finna go to this clinic you're gonna administer this medication to these clients because you love what you do Mm -hmm. and you're gonna do it with passion and i was like one day i could tell my kids Mm -hmm. i fucking love what i do Mm -hmm. i serve the people that i served at this time and wasn't afraid to do it okay that is what excited me I think that's very valid. I don't think that's something you should feel guilty about because along with sadness, we can also have things that excite us. It's a yeah. balance. You, and, there, and, even, and so that's another point of coping during this time. Don't feel guilty for being happy about something. Yeah. I mean, it is enough to be sad about, but it's also okay to be happy about something. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. 2020 has been rough. However, I have been happy this year pre-corona and stuff but I was just like I've had some things that I'm really grateful for turning 30 for one mm-hmm. and just some of the growth that I've had and so the pandemic kind of allowed me to reset and refocus and dig back into some things that I really wanted to do so right. if I wanted to shift my mindset I was another question I wanted to ask is how can we plant seeds of optimism during this time and how can mm-hmm. we you know how can we come out of this better than we went into it yeah that's a good question. I think it it also goes back to acknowledging what is in your circle of control. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think once you identify what those factors are and you know what you're in control over, I think you could move forward with what you identified as being in control of. Okay. Um, your outlook, your perspective, um, the necessary precautions to keep yourself safe. Right. Things like that. Um, and I'm glad you asked that question because, you know, social media is this big thing and it kind of feels like people are doing a lot of things to get attention and then they could possibly be missing human interaction i get that yeah but i see a lot of it i don't know i just see a lot of people aren't really taking time to reflect and recharge well so i've been takisha do you want to contribute to how you can plant seeds of optimism during this time um i think for me and then just kind of advice for others is maybe just to do some of that um, internal work and see yes. what are some things that maybe you weren't doing before that you yes. would like to be different moving forward, whether that is spending time with your family or oh, making sure that you all sit at the dinner table and talk about your day, um, whether that be kind of sharing a coping skill within the home, mm-hmm. right. um, some things that maybe like now you're really missing to go to the gym, but maybe you weren't going consistently. So maybe you make that Mm-hmm. Uh, you know a bigger part of your schedule just yeah. whatever it is for you that you know that you weren't taking full advantage of or exactly. any changes that you kind of want to make more regularly in your life this is kind of the time to identify some of those mm-hmm. I agree 100% and so um during this time I have allowed myself to be educated on something new 
since we, I mean, I'm still working from home, but there, there is some downtime. So I encourage other people to find something new and be educated about it. Like um, yeah. anything, um, it could be finances, it could be eating healthier, it could be food Hobbies. that boosts your immune system, it could be finding a new hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many things that you can do during this downtime yeah. to manage the anxiety and the fear of the unknown. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be easy because you're gonna. It's going to take work and um, the ability to be intentional mm-hmm. during the space that you're occupying. If you want to do art. Focus on the art that you're doing at that time. Do not yeah. allow your thoughts to wander. It will drive you crazy. Yeah. Because um, imagine people didn't have coping skills before. Imagine what they're doing now. So we were social- seeing it on social media. They're really struggling. Correct. And I'm not judging anybody. I just would like people to take the time to turn inwards versus outward. Yeah. Turn into yourself. Yes. Takesha, I think you are doing an amazing job of turning inwards. You are making art. <laughs> you are doing some internal work. Um, Brittany, you're changing your mindset in regards to the virus, not letting fear win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's amazing. I think that I think that you're like leading by example. If you're really doing this stuff, then you're leading by example mm-hmm. of what's focusing on what's within your control because that's the biggest key to all of this. Yeah. It's focusing what's within your control. Yeah. Which will all kind of be useful in the end anyway and in the long run once you do do this kind of internal work yeah. and you do find these coping skills and you do find this optimism it's not just going to help you now it's going to help you live a more fulfilled mm-hmm. life after the fact mm-hmm. because you're going to be true to yourself you're going to be have identified these things that make you happy um and make you feel more full mm-hmm. and like you're taking advantage of life so yeah. take the time and do the work yeah i challenge everybody to come out of this being a person with more compassion towards our fellow people that we see every day at the grocery store yeah. at the bookstore at the post office um one thing i was telling um my trainer was i feel like i'm coming out of this stronger i feel like i'm going to come out of this being a a nicer person to other people i don't know just a little bit more humanity um being spread around and just mm-hmm. appreciation for everyday people and, yeah. and everyday things is what is how i'm going to come out of this just being you know i've i've been focusing on going green a lot i don't um that's kind of been my thing. I think we need to give a damn about the earth yeah, a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of something I've been focusing on, just ways I can be more green and ways that I can just be nicer. Yeah. To people. Absolutely. I yeah. I I've just it's really giving me a chance to recharge. It really is definitely recharging and learning something new. I've, mm-hmm. I've been watching YouTube videos and connecting with people who are educating me about finances and the importance of budgeting during this time mm-hmm. and the importance of multiple streams of income for people yes. during this time. I know that's a flip side and it could be another topic, but it is very important to really focus on budgeting yeah. and financing and ways that you could flip some money. Yeah. Um, Maybe we can have another episode on that. That yeah. would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, yeah, I think that was Takesha's cue for me to change the subject. No, no, I'm just saying that, that that's a really good one that I know some people, like all of us, weren't necessarily raised on how to budget well, yeah, or sure. how to save or what to do about You say multiple streams. What do you mean by this? Yeah. How can I get started? So that would yeah. be... But that's something. what I mean when I say I'm learning something new. And yeah. only because COVID-19 did impact us financially so much, I think those type of... Um, that type of education is very important during yeah, this time. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I hope that you guys could take this session. We did kind of rant a little bit and we shared what was kind of making us anxious. And we also shared things that are helping us. And so maybe you can take the time to reflect over some of the questions we asked and 
answer them for yourselves and thank you guys for listening go love yourself go love yourself go love yourself hey guys don't forget to follow us on instagram at on the couch underscore podcast and be sure to subscribe and review our show thanks for listening and remember go love yourself